burning some incense in the van to get rid of Laura's shit. <laughs> so, um, we just, me and Laura decided that would uh, wanted to. We'd, so anyway, we're, let's describe where we're at. So we're we're sitting at a really beautiful spot in the Lake District. We've just pulled up at the side of a, a beautiful spot. We can just see the lake to the side of us, just over the uh, left hand side. And the, we've got a lovely uh, mountain peak. Uh, the mountain's called. We've already hiked that before. What's Cat, Cat Bell's Peak. It's called. Like that on New Year's Day, I think. Yeah, New Year's Day we did. So confronted it's called. Yeah, so it's called. Yeah, we got confronted by a gamma meal that day. That was funny. That's a story for another podcast. Yeah. Um, it's funny. It's funny, isn't it? You know when like you go to these places in nature and stuff, and you know you pull up, sort of. You know the the, the sort of the van life is is to a sense is like like living that, to to trying to you know you trying to live life through your own means you know through the lens of freedom you know kind of thing, and then you always come across random gamma meals. Mm-hmm. Um, so describe for people, if someone doesn't know what a gamma meal is, describe it. <laughs> so um, a gamma meal is somebody who, I could go deep into the theory of gamma meals, but really to its essence, a gamma meal is somebody who wants to take the position of alpha, but is quite an effeminized man who who can't really take that role so they play the role of the secret king or somebody who would join a group and kind of try to subvert people and belittle them just to make themselves feel better it's it all stems down to like somebody who was raised by an overbearing man particularly a man who was raised by an overbearing man who would uh, treat the the son as if they were like a like a partner and it kind of leads to this mentality of them being like the secret king and the boss when really they're they're not really embodying pure masculine traits. I think it's funny though, because in society right now, that 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 dynamic plays out because we live in a society where gamma males can f- can flourish, you know, kind of thing. You know, um, people, you know, the internet for for that, you know, on YouTube videos or podcasts, for example, people will talk to you, sort of like shit behind the camera, but in person, they'll be a completely different type of person. You know, I mean, I'd never get random people coming up to me. And, saying horrible stuff for us but online people are, are freely willing to to say horrible stuff behind your back so it's kind of this sort of creates this fake veil where they feel like they're safe or they're protected that they can do what they want you know mm. um but it's interesting because every single time that you go come to a spot in nature you know i get it all the time whether it's going to a lake whether it's camping in a spot where supposedly you're not meant to ca- camp you know you'll get someone who'll go you can't camp here this is private land or yeah. it's or it's a or it's um you know, you can't park here, it's National Trust land or something, you know. And you always get them guys who, like, who will go so much... Uh, well, you get women as well, to be honest with you. You get gamma girls as well. You definitely get gamma girls. Um, who Women and men who will go out the way and they'll just sort of... You know, they'll have to take it upon themselves to try and dictate the rhythms of your day. And they can't just be, like, in a lovely spot. They can't just turn around and go, oh, have a nice day, you know. You can't yeah. park there, you know. Can't The warden will be round soon, you know. You can't park there. <laughs> but it's, it's, one of the, it's one of them funny things, though, where, in a kind of way, I, I also kind of feel sorry for them people as well because I also know that they're probably just having a bad day with inside themselves. Because if, if, if you're in a good place of mind, you're not going to go around trying to dictate the rhythms of other people. It's only when you feel like you're out of control of your inner systems that you try to guide other people's inner systems and tell them what to do in their life, you know? Yeah, well, it's it's their own internalised voice doing it, doing it to themselves. Because, you know, that day when we, we came here on New Year's Day and we climbed Cat Bells, when, like, when that guy spoke to me, you went there. Like, I kind of thought about it, like, how, why did I manifest that? But really, it was just an 
an external manifestation of a voice inside my head going you shouldn't be doing this you know you shouldn't be doing that and that voice was actually quite strong back then but as I've been working through it more now it, it um it feels like it's lessened and because of that I feel like those experiences have lessened as a result of me working through something internally so it's like you say on your on your previous podcasts where it's like that that you're working through your own Taurus field and and the realizations you have affect external reality and come back to you yeah definitely well i think that's that's what it all is you know that's what it all stems to when you move as you know the, the further that you go down the path you start realizing that the whole reality around you is happening from you but it's kind of like it's kind of interesting because this was something that i wanted to talk about um before actually i'm before i go to there um i was gonna say again yeah i was gonna mention about that because when the time of the hangout i want to go back to that i'm gonna put a note down on my piece of paper here right but um what I want to say is that we're, you know, we're in the, we're, what I haven't described yet is that we're, it's the pre-hangout now, you know, we're in the van waiting for the pre-hangout, everyone's sort of going to be coming down, we're going to be hanging out at the lakes, and um, we're going to actually be meeting up with, support, well, hopefully goes to plan, we're going to be picking up a guy from the train station, I'm going to help him out, and we're going to make him a nice little meal in the van, aren't we? Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. He's yeah. had quite a trek down from, um, where did he come from? Bristol. Bristol. And he's uh, he's determined to get here today, so we're gonna go. Yeah, for I think if he if someone's willing to trek all the way from Bristol, in my opinion, I think they deserve a a meal cooked by uh, meal by me. That's for sure. Um, it's it's really it's you know it's it's really humbling. You know when you like, you know years ago, I remember when I started the podcast, I was thinking, you know, I never ever thought in my, in my mind that people would be willing to come and hang out. You know, mm. it's just like that's all it is. You know, it's it's just a, it's just a hangout. It feels cool. You know, it's like getting together with. Me, me, friend, uh, me, close friends, you know, who my long lost friends who I've never met before, but I've spoke to them online or something, or they've been listening to me on the podcast. It's going to be an interesting for me, to be honest with you. I think it's going to be a very interesting spiritual um, manifestation and a practice because people are going to be like, have been listening to me for 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 years. Some of them, you know, people reaching out saying they've been listening to the podcast for years. Also listening to you as well. It's going to be interesting for you watching on YouTube and listening. And it's not. I'm not saying that in a way like, oh, I'm the celebrity. I'm, you know what I mean. I don't. I don't see myself as that. I, I don't at all. Um, but it, I think it's going to be an interesting dynamic because you know I kind of, you know, they know me, but I kind of don't know yeah. them. So it's going to be like a kind of, you know, it's going to be an interesting spiritual practice to see how my inner systems guide guide me through that. You know. But I'm looking forward to. It. I'm looking forward to it anyway because it's, you know, it's just one of them things where the Lake District where we are is a. It's a beautiful spot. The place that I'm going to, I know, it has some. Um, let's say some magnetic properties that's for sure if you want to put it that way the ley lines on the ley lines but it's um i don't know it's it's, i think it's just one of them things where it's it's been well overdue and it's also kind of like you know ever everyone who's sort of cut who's turning up is obviously turning up in a way that's they're they're the right people who's meant to turn up you know so that's what's interesting to me because you know the universe unfolds in a certain way um, and people hear the call and people come in a way who wanted to come you know so it's kind of like one of them things where if the universe called you and something called you inside, you know, that something might have come up inside of someone and said, oh, I don't know if I'm feeling this. I might have had some anxiety about it, which I completely understand, you know. Um, I know a lot of people's wanted to come and then they haven't been able to for unforeseen circumstances or something. But it's kind of like the nature of this place, you know. Um, something, if if it's not for you, something will pop up in your life to prevent you from doing that thing, you know. Mm. Um, or, or, you know, you, or you'll, or something... Or something on the other side of things will say that you, you know I need to make this happen. I'm going to take just like the guy who we're picking up uh, soon. You know I need to take five trains to get here. Yeah. You know I need to, I need to travel for seven hours because this is so important to me. So it's kind of like 
it's kind of what Dolores Cannon speaks about, you know, when you when you for the new earth kind of thing, you know, you hear the call and you'll make it happen, you know, you'll move towards it no matter what. Um it's like an energetic wave through your whole body that makes you do that thing unconsciously or consciously, whatever you want to call it, but it's something that's flown through you. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. I think when you get a group of people drawn together for the kind of meetup, we're all gonna be on the on a similar sort of vibration. And I think that's gonna be so interesting because in our day-to-day lives we're not really around people who are on a similar frequency to us like you know there's a little bit of a disconnection in the way we we see the world but to get with some people who are like seeing the world in a similar way and they're moving their lives in a in a, a similar sort of direction i think it's going to be really powerful to to witness that it's funny because one of the guys who listens to the podcast called cg he says um he checked the weather for- forecast because he's coming and he turned around and said um I don't think you've seen that. I don't have told totally you about this, but he, he said, um, he went, oh, the, uh, I've seen that the weather's going to be uh, 90% chance of rain. He said, I'm sure when we all get there, it'll, um, on it from an energetic level, we'll start moving clouds out the way and shit. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's already happening. It's a 40% chance now. So <laughs> I think as our vibrations are getting closer, the clouds are drifting away. Well, that's the funny thing is, is that the funny thing is, is that when we've arrived it was supposed to be raining but we're already here now and it's a beautiful day yeah i'm not holding my horses up on that one in the uk for sure stop buckling down soon i know <laughs> we'll, we'll enjoy it it's gonna be i think it's gonna be a really interesting day i'm gonna um, it's a beautiful day though yeah it's beautiful i mean we're just sitting with the van doors open looking out into nature and it's just really nice smoking our herbal tea yeah <laughs> <laughs> the herbal tea smells so good we're just like inhaling it like a bong <laughs> but yeah i think that's the thing about van life it, it um, it allows you to appreciate the the simplicity of things. Just having a nice cup of tea while looking at the trees is just like it's satisfying. You don't need a, you don't need um extravagant things really to have a good time. And I was, I was sitting by the lake before, and I was just sitting reading my book, and I was just like I was saying to Dan, I was going, oh, van life's such a luxury. Yeah. <laughs> and then if we could like in 10 minutes later when we drove down the road if we had a camera on me just wiping my wee that had spilt from the compost toilet all over the floor i think it's just like it's i don't know it's those sorts of moments that that kind of make you it's it's funny but it makes you appreciate the the different contrasts of van life because you can get some really beautiful moments of sitting reading your book looking out into the lake and then the next minute you can be wiping <laughs> wiping piss off the floor <laughs> yeah. and pulled over in a lay by and have piss all over your hands and everything yeah. i think it's just um i'm looking forward to this life i really am I really am it's kind of one of the things what's funny because the way laura was describing that um where you were describing that there the sort of you know one minute it's like, oh, I'm sitting beside the lake with me book. Look at this. Uh, hashtag van life. Yeah. And then next minute, it's like you're on your hands and knees <laughs> with your gloves on, scraping up, pissing shit off the floor. <laughs> but it's kind of like that's the spiritual awakening to a sense, you know. It's like it feels like that at times you're in the bliss and then the other minute you're on the floor, roll curled up in a ball, crying your eyes out, bailing. But sometimes as well, actually um, shitting yourself while you're crying. <laughs> is <laughs> like that, is that sp- poo story. Yeah, infinite poo story that I spoke about. But it is, it's kind of it's kind of like that, you know, Um when you said before about um I wanted to go back before when we were speaking about, you know, being in that presence of where um seeing that everything's a manifestation through you. Something that I've been thinking about a lot lately is is um, you know, as you go through your stage of awareness or awakening, whatever you want to call it, you start waking up um to who you truly are and you see start seeing beyond sort of the, the your, your own inner and outer matrix kind of thing. Um, you start realising that, you know, this place that we're living in there is there's kind of a world 
sort of underneath the surface you know there's a world underneath the veil and it's for our awareness that we can we can move into that something that a concept that i wanted to ask you is is i think we slightly talked about this video and i wanted to help hold this back for the podcast before we went too deep but it's like the concept of living in that unseen world all the time so you know we've got the 3d world where you're like your tendencies pull you into this fast-paced environment where you're judging people and you know you you see the world as this mechanistic nature you just um you know you're operating from that place of mind instead of like the observer or the intuition or you're not in the mode of synchronicities or deja vu or or anything you know you're not in that introspective mode in your life something that i'm playing with lately is, is that i feel in my life that i'm moving more and more to that to that state of being where i am more introspective all the time you know i see someone who comes in my life as someone who's coming in my life to show us something or or a manifestation of my mind how do you view that dynamic because when we were speaking about this every day, I said to you that that for me, um, I kind of feel like I'm feeling to a certain degree, I don't know, that the purpose for me is to be in that all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, I move, the more I move towards that in my life, I see like I'm, I feel like, you know, eventually I'm going to be in this place where 100% of the time, it's all of that, you know, it's all about realising that this whole place is from my inner world and everyone, like I said before, has turned up for me. But it, that can be challenging, you know, as you're moving towards that, sometimes, you know, you, you just want to F around, you know, and have a laugh and chill out and, you know, allow your shadow to, to run rampant sometimes, you know, where you can just be doing whatever it is, you know what I mean? Eating that shit food, drinking that alcohol, mm-hmm. stuff like that. How do you, how do you say that? Because when I said that to you last time, you turned around and said, I think you're being too harsh on yourself. Yeah. Um, so how do you see that anyway? Well, I have a little bit of a different opinion to what I did to, did like a week ago. Because um, I said, I think what I said to you was that you can't spend your life thinking that everything's a manifestation from you. I think it'll stretch, especially when you live in Babylon or you're living in cities, it, it stretches you to, your awareness too far out there. And it gets kind of confusing to see like angry people on the street. What? That's so good, by the way. Oh, it is. <laughs> so you just good. started like nodding and... Uh, not in his head it is and it's uh, he's just drinking the herbal tea so good that it's nice isn't it oh my god I think um, what was I saying oh yeah like if you're living in Babylon and you're coming across somebody who's really angry I think it's it's I don't think it's beneficial to keep going oh what's to say about me but I think as you as you move out of those environments and you move into a and you start working through things in yourself and removing things from your life you start going to get into a place where you're you're able to live more in the in tune with your own rhythms, and I think what that does is it brings a more introspective state where you, where things can, when you, it it takes you back to the pace of nature, but it also allows you to be in that state where things are happening organically. Whereas in the city and in those in in towns and high populated areas, it feels like it's like a high pace like beehive, and when you're living more from yourself holistically and living at the pace of nature I think things like I said things come up naturally so I I agree I think everything is a manifestation from us but I think it's to when we're living in in a frantic environment with a lot of traumatized people I think it's unfair to kind of keep keep saying to yourself like how what's that say about me what's that say about me it's like it's a part of you, but I don't think it's it's a fair thing to kind of say, oh, how have I manifested this? When it's, I think this, we've all manifested it, manifested it accumulatively through traumas and the way we've been living. 
but yeah I don't know if that made sense but I'm just like no no it's, it's, my opinion well, it's changed no of course it's one of them things it's one of them questions you know is everything that's unfolding from us, in front of us that we see in our physical reality is it all from us it's something that I'm playing with all the time and I'll, I'll be honest with you the place that I'm in my journey now is I feel I'm, I'm 100% that it is you know like for example you know I know you said it's um, if someone comes up to you and it's like someone's been an arsehole or something you know or someone's cut you up on the road whatever it may be I'm in the position now where I would, you know, there's the part of myself, there's, there's a there's a part of myself that's like wanting to believe that it's not from me and I can disconnect from that part of myself from that experience. But also at the moment, I mean, I'm probably, I would say I'm probably about 99.9% in the in perspective that it is all from me. And that's what's kind of scary to me in a kind of degree because if I'm still seeing things that's unfolding in front of me that is from me, um, then you know what's this? You know what? How much more work have I got to do? Because as you know, the the you get further down the path, and you think like, oh, I'm enlightened now. Mm. But then you you know you go back to live at home, and you have an experience with your parents, and it's like, fuck me, I'm not enlightened anymore. Or you drive down the road, and someone cuts you up. I feel like, you know, the levels to this place are just going deeper and deeper and deeper as you as the more you go down the path. And for me, you know, I, it kind it's kind of it's kind of challenging to think. You know how much more have I got to scrape out of here? You know how much more have I got to to bring transcendent light within me? Because I do kind of feel that, um, and I've seen, I've definitely seen like, you know, it, it's hard in life because as as you're moving through life, it's hard to see where you've come from. It's hard to see what your state of mind, how it's moved. You know how your consciousness has moved. But it's clear to see that when you look back in big periods, you can see how it's done that. And for me, I can definitely see how my through my own from me expanding my consciousness and, and going to the and moving back to the heart how reality is now less um turning up in a way that was how it was turning up in the past so in the past i would say for me it would turn up in a way where i'd I'd be having more fights you know i'd be having more occurrences where i'm shouting at someone or arguing with someone but now it seems to be that the spaces in between that are are a lot less and far and few between now and Mm. you know so i'm interested to see in the future that as you move in a direction in life towards you know, to your heart, how manif- how reality manifests around you, you know. And I know that's easier said than done because I know that when, you know, when you, like you said, when you're in the heart of Babylon, that is very testing. I had an experience where I was in the heart of the Kundalini Awakening. I don't know if I've told you the story, but I was in the heart of a Kundalini Awakening and I went, uh, I was doing podcasts in London in Canary Wharf and Canary Wharf's like, you know, it's like um, a city of the future, you know, it's like the, what you, it's a, it's like, it's it's exactly how you'd imagine Babylon in the future, you know, like big skyscrapers, everyone in business suits, everyone running, rushing around, not looking at each other, the plastic world, you know, mm. um, even the floors as you walk through, you know, the sparkless clean you could probably lick the floor you know yeah. couldn't lick our floor <laughs> yeah you couldn't lick our floor. <laughs> not with what uh, went down today <laughs> yeah not with the bear uh, the piss all over the floor but um you know you, you anyway you're in the heart you're in the heart of it and i was in the heart of a kundalini awakening doing these podcasts and I, my awareness was so stretched out you know and i could feel the the dynamic playing out where you know i could i could feel the levels of disconnect in people around us but i could also feel the levels of disconnect within me and how there's also the, these people who are living this way are all that's also a fundamentally a part of me you know yeah. and when you have these big experiences and it takes you to that level of awareness you know it, it does sometimes it can stretch you out too far because it's like fucking hell like what is out of balance in us what like what do i need to, to do you know it's obviously you know there's there's parts where i'm in that and then i'll i'll flash back out of it and also i know that it's important not to take it seriously, you know. Even like the the greatest shamans around the world, you know, that the famous story about where they're doing the deep shaman work, mm-hmm. and then the shaman turns around and says, "Right, 
after they've been doing all this deep work, he turns around and says, right, let's crack open the bays and where's the hose, you know? Yeah. So I know there's a fundamental element to like to that where, you know, you need to have a laugh, you need to play, you need to ground because it, it grounds you, you know? There's a there's an importance why we're in this phys- physical realm. And I think that's a, you know, it's such an important thing to try and remember that. Like the work is, you're gonna, you are going to be working, but also you can't play as well, you know? Yeah. Hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, uh, I think, just to add to what you said before, I think when you when your vibration raises, I think the manifestations become more apparent and they become quicker. So if you say, if, like you know that experience you had where you were you talked about it on the podcast where you were driving on the road and you had a limiting belief about yourself and then someone would someone would shout at you or say that you were cutting them up or whatever. Mm-hmm. I think because when you're in the higher higher vibrational states, it's like things are happening more quickly. But when you're you know, you're just living unconsciously and reacting. That's when the manifestations kind of take a long time to to come, because it's like the the law of attraction isn't operating as as quickly. But yeah, I don't know what I was gonna go with that one. I was gonna say what I was gonna say as well. Um, I was having this thought the other day about when we went for that walk in nature. And the other day when we went through the we were going through the fields, and we know we're talking about how like uh, how like like talking about humans from a cancerous perspective you know like how us ourselves are kind of like a you know we are kind of like an organism you know on the planet you know just like we have just like people have cancer within the body that eventually the cancer kills its host you know mm-hmm. in a kind of way we're doing that same thing you know to to the to planet earth and i was kind of thinking of this funny scenario where you know within inside of us imagine like for example a cancer so a cancer's like killing its host it's killing a person and then all of a sudden you know that cancer like there's other cancers in that body that's trying to heal the planet, you know. So them cancers are like, hey guys, look over here, and mm. um, we're, we're we're knacking up here, we're doing this wrong here. And then you've got another cancer inside of the cancer cell going, hey, we've got a lot invested in this cancer, just like <laughs> Bill Gates. Yeah. Uh-huh. Shut him off. We gotta kill that cancer cell. <laughs> we can't have healthy cancer cells running around here. We got a lot invested in this cancer. Yeah. We're about to fuck up a host. <laughs> I think that's the 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 kind of um, I'm trying to think of the word for it, like the. It's like the way of being of Satanism. It's to, it's to see ourselves as a cancer, and then those in the highest positions kind of use that to justify depopulation, whereas they don't really take into account like the goodness in human nature. So I kind of have a little bit of issue with calling humans a cancer on the planet. We do definitely have like cancerous uh, qualities, but I think I don't know. I, I think it kind of takes away. It kind of doesn't appreciate the goodness and the joy that humans can bring yeah. as well i think that's that modality of thinking is why there's a kind of depopulation agenda yeah yeah definitely shut him up <laughs> shut him up give give that cancer a vaccine <laughs> he's out of balance boy he's talking about van life <laughs> he's talking about being a free human give that give that cancer a vaccine <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think um i don't know because I've, I've i'm not saying that i've coming from a place of oh you know I'm, I've always been joyous <laughs> I think I'm just coming from a place of um, I've lived in that kind of mentality where I felt like I was a, a cancer myself I hated myself and when you start to heal and work through things it allows you it allows you to bring the joy in and what just to touch on what we on about before it's like you know with the polarities of van life you know like sitting across a beautiful lake and then like wiping up piss from the floor I think what spirituality does it doesn't it's not about like love and light it's about just having the the tools to 
handle the spectrum of life and the spectrum of emotions that. that life that life throws at you and i think when you're able to sit with and honor like all this the the deep spectrum of human emotions it it brings a a depth and a quality to life that that you can't really get if you just kind of bypass things and say it's all love and light i think you need the you need the painful situations and you need to sit with the painful situations and and not repress them to kind of appreciate the the joy and the the good in life that's beautiful it's like um it's like you know in life how the human experience has been designed in a way for us to like you said to explore that whole energetic spectrum because you know it is just an energetic spectrum that like good and bad that's kind of like you know kind of having that ethos as well makes you realize that you know in your life you are going to have them days that's bad you're going to have them days quote unquote that's bad you know on the surface you're going to have the days that's good but the days that's bad are also as important as the days that's bad Eh, good sorry you know and for me when something that i've been doing a lot lately is is when i'm you know when the mind's attacking us sort of say you know the mind always attacks us and um it's trying to you know keep us it's kind of i kind of feel like it's kind of make you identify with who you think you are instead of what you truly are that's what i kind of feel like at times i feel like i'm getting tested from that level and when you're in that when you're in that place um and the mind's trying to grip on i feel like the mind that's when i've started to understand that when you're in that place that's when you can learn the most vital lessons if you if you're calm and you understand that this is something that's coming up for a reason or it's like you said it's an energetic process that needs to be experienced and need to be felt and when you have that like understanding and give that aperture of experience to it that's when things start uh like seeping through in a way that things that have been hidden inside you that can now start to come through because when you're in that state of mode when you don't see it as a energetic process that needs to be experienced that's when you start running away from it completely you know you start numbing it down with pharmaceuticals mm-hmm. you eat shit bait or you distract yourself in any form that's possible and i feel like that's that's when things can start to come up yeah 100 percent. and i think the the majority of issues that humanity face is just from denying ourselves and and trying to escape ourselves i think it but to be honest it it is it's for it's it's short term it's good like you know if i'm feeling a negative emotion and i just pick up my phone and scroll through social media short term that stops me from feeling that that pain but long term it's going to have repercussions and i think what what society does it is it looks for short term solutions for issues that short-term solutions for deeper issues which lead to longer-term harm and on a broad scale it's on each other on ourselves on the environment on the animals it affects everything because ultimately we are we are a part of everything and so when we deny ourselves we're denying the reality of the whole yeah by the way i just wanted to make a funny comment I hope that um, that shit smell that I can smell underneath the compost toilet isn't a manifestation of my own inner reality. <laughs> <laughs> it absolutely stinks. <laughs> that's one way to that's that's one way to bring it back down to uh, down to ground faces again, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> quite literally. How is with this a dump. Part of me? <laughs> <laughs> How is this shit in the compost toilet a part of my consciousness? Am I shit? <laughs> Am I a piece of shit? <laughs> yeah. I think we've all been a piece of shit yeah. and smelt like that. <laughs> It's funny because you know the other day when you were um you said you asked the question to me the other day how do you how do you know i'm not even dead mm-hmm. like why did you ask that uh, i think it stemmed from a dream that i would had i had a dream a while back where i died 
and I wasn't aware that I was dead and everyone around me was like kind of giving off this attitude like don't tell Laura she's dead she's not meant to know that she's dead and it felt so real that when I woke up I was like <laughs> I kind of had this thought like am I alive or am I dead but I think I think it's all the same it's like it's yeah you're, <laughs> you're always the awareness but I think I do think what's a reality is that when some when some souls cross over they're sort of living in fear a lot of the time and they're just unconsciously reacting day to day and they're just living through programs that when they die that they're not even aware that they've really died they're just in the in the thought realm kind of replaying different scenarios and different traumas and different um different ways of being and i think that's what the lower astral is to be honest and when people say that when you drink alcohol you you allow spirits from the lower astral to kind of take over your body i think that's what it is i think when when people have been who have died who have been living in this perpetual state of despair and escaping themselves they kind of jump on your auric field and carry out whatever sort of degenerative activities you've you take part in when you when you're drunk that's what that, that's what I've had them moments when my when my awareness has been expanded out really far. I've had them moments that that's what this is playing out now. Mm. You know, all you know of the like of the it's all of the unconscious. Like Carl Jung uh, spoke of that. You know, um, in all of his books, he spoke about how this whole place is just like the dream world is a manifestation of your unconscious. And I've had huge moments where I feel like, you know, is am I already dead? And am I just playing out all the unconscious things? are all playing out through lessons and in my life and trying to show us and it's kind of you know when it stretches you to that point it kind of kind of gets you sometimes you know it's also like on the theme of um like how do you not even know you're even dead it's kind of like um uh can you remember the tv series that we watched called um ah the about the gods american gods where in american gods in the episode uh, the the woman dies in in a living room kitchen you remember and she's sort of you know, she, uh, she's slipped over on the floor or something, and then Osiris comes. Remember, the mm-hmm. god Osiris yeah, comes, yeah. Um, and he he's come to collect it, the spirit realm, and she's still cleaning the kitchen, she's doing the kitchen, and a guy knocks on the door, and she's like, "Who is he?" He's like, "I've come to get you, darling," yeah. and she's like, "What? You can't come to my house. You can't come to my house. Who are you?" And it's like the god Osiris has come to sort of take her back from take her back to the spirit realm, you know. Yeah. So it's kind of like that. Like, how would we even know you're not you're not dead now, you know? Because you know we the deeper that you go on the spiritual path all masters have talked about this how this world is just unfolding through you anyway you know it's just an optical illusion like even from a science perspective we all know it's an optical illusion from the biological perspective of our body how the how light um, interacts with our body it comes through this whole process goes through a chemical process comes out of and we see and we see reality through the lens of our eyes you know it's it's mad enough just to think that you know we've got this we're piloting these meat suits you've got a skull and like this you know the way you can see you're piloting this meat suit through the lens of your eyes you know it's mad enough to just to think like that but to you know who knows you know what if what if this is like like you said it's just we're just playing it out i don't know we're playing it we're playing it out and it's just we've already we've already died you know maybe we've died a million times we'll just keep playing it out well um that's interesting because it reminds me of um the last book i read is by lorna byrne um it's called angels in my hair it's from a woman who can who can see angels and she gave a story in the in the book of where she saw um, a group of children riding riding bikes down a road and they had loads of angels around them well what, from what she could say anyway and then and then she's seen a, a lorry come speeding past and she saw the then the children were just just still riding their bikes but they were riding them up and up into the sky into heaven 
And when she went down the road, she heard screams and everything and she saw blood all over the road. But what she, why she was telling that story was to show how seamless the transition can be from, from, you know, life to death or, you know, whatever you want to call it. Even though, like, on the physical manifestation of that, it was like a lorry hitting a group of children. It was horrific. There was blood everywhere and everything like that. For those souls, it was like a seamless transition across into the afterlife and she, she got to witness that. So I think, I don't know, we could... From what you know, when we do the deep work, it feels like this place is already a dream already. So it's like yeah. we could have died on the way here or just like we're just living out. Just living it out. Yeah, just living it out. But I don't know. Well, it's like it's like the thing of as well as like, you know, this goes really deep, but it's like, you know, is it just a collective memory that's playing out, you know? Um, that's also the, the scenario as well as that. This could be, you know, it could be, you know, people talk about parallel universes and multiple realities going on at, at one time you know and um, what if you know in one reality you know we on the way here we crashed you know or someone listened to this crashed or something and they're now in the realm where they can listen to us you know it's kind of like when you get to them points of consciousness it's like fucking hell like what what's what's truly uh what's truly going on here one of the things as well though just uh that i've been learning lately is to to try and bring sort of a bit of hope to that you know whatever's going on here you know whatever is going on in this place is it a dream are we already dead <laughs> you know, I hope if, I hope when I do die my smells my shit doesn't smell that bad <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because some of the um, some of the like ascended masters all, all say they have a funny line they say to be born in human form it's embarrassing you know we have to shit we have to eat you know in the higher realms things manifest quicker yeah. that's funny when you said before about the transition of death how it was seamless you know but on the physical reality it looks like chaos mm. it's funny a lot of teachings always talk about that when you're in the physical realm things are slow to manifest yeah. you know it takes time to digest an experience mm. but in the higher realms things just move seamless you know yeah. well i think uh what the dimensions are and realms are it's just vibrational states inside yourself so when i said before like when you raise your vibration you're actually raising the dimension that you're living in and from that place things do manifest quicker what i was going to say before was about um to give a little bit of hope i was going to say about something i've been doing a lot lately in my life if i'm in a situation for example and i'm you know whatever it may whatever comes up in my life if it's a challenging moment whether it's a um you know a, a physical confrontation or some whatever appears in my physical reality um, there's a saying that I've started doing in my head is I say what is my highest timeline you know so people in the past have always talked about how there's there's optimal timelines for your higher self or being to, to operate through you know and at times you know like you know it's been talked about in the past of like how you know we can call upon the higher self you know whatever you want to call it for, for guidance for help you know like something something i do for example that is go what is my highest timeline in this in this moment you know yeah. and i think that's that's something um interesting you can do something i was gonna say before as well was um i was reading an article the other day and like this was like top scientists as well talking about it and they were talking about how um the article said um it said um it said um dmt is building reality so scientists now have been doing studies i don't even know how the hell they've been doing it but they've been discovering that dmt could actually be the reason why we're experiencing physical reality so dmt has a role in that mm. so it's interesting because um I, I know to my to, to my sense it feels bigger than that you know it's like you know when you get when you sort of see beyond the veil you sort of realize that dmt is probably just a 
something that's embedded within the biological meat suit to help it um, experience this. So I feel like it's probably just the only, it's probably just the key in the lock to get to the bigger stage, you know. But it's interesting how science is now starting to move towards that point of perspective where you know they're starting to acknowledge that there is a certain there is a magical compound within inside of us all. You know, it's embedded within all animals supposedly yeah. that can be the doorway to that part. But it's interesting because. Uh, Dennis McKenna, you know, Terence's brother, he yeah. said years ago, I had him on the podcast, and he said that he believed then, years ago before all this came forward, that he believed that DMT had some sort of interaction with the human body and was creating reality in front of us, you know? It's interesting. It's mad how, like, we can just produce it through our lungs, but yeah, it's a, an illegal substance. Mm-hmm. Same with the other plants. Yeah. Well, that's the, that's, the, that's the magical thing. That's the funny line by Bill Hicks, or where Bill Hicks says, you know, like, he turns around. And he says, "Oh shit!" Um, on the set, on he's like on the seventh day. Uh, he goes through all the different days, you know, um, where God created all the different things. You know, what, what, I can't remember what the, what they are now. Can you remember what they are? What God, God created all the different things. Yeah, I should remember this, shouldn't we? I know. Going to a ca- going to a good boy Catholic school and everything, you know. Not really. <laughs> you did not go to a good boy school. I'll tell you that. <laughs> definitely wasn't a good boy school. <laughs> um, probably should have had the Bible. That one might have made us a better person. <laughs> I doubt it, okay, but anyway, um, he goes through anyway. He gets, says goes through all the different days, and uh, like God created all these different things on all these different days. And he says, "Oh shit!" On the seventh day, God looks down upon the earth and he says, "Oh shit!" I left these um, Laura spilling water everywhere. Oh, I forgot that you had it. Actually. Yes. I forgot that you got to aim it in the. You got to. You forgot that you got to actually pour the water in the uh, in the glass jar, Don't shame me, not around it. I'm gonna sneeze. <coughs> Covered. Covid sneeze. Um, I'm going to give Covid to everyone who comes. By the way, everyone's wearing masks who come to the hangout. I just yeah. hope you know that. We've got our masks ready. So. Yeah, <laughs> everyone's wearing masks, gloves, um, and that's and 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 you're wearing masks and gloves, and that's not even for Covid. That's for the that's for the uh, the dirty dirty stuff that's going to happen after the hangout. <laughs> <laughs> that's just to come in. The that's for the lube. Yeah, that's for the lube and inspection later on. <laughs> <laughs> you know when you said you're gonna get bummed in the woods. Is that is that a, is that actually gonna happen? Yeah. What was I saying there? I can't be, oh, about Bill Hicks, and he says, and then Bill Hicks says, and God on the seventh day looks down upon the earth and says, oh shit, I've left magic mushrooms on the ground. These the um, they'll think these humans will think that they have to to use it, you know. But it's kind of it's kind of interesting. It's kind of funny perspective when you see life like that. You know, like you know, God doesn't make mistakes. The universe doesn't make mistakes, and then. It kind of gets back full circle what we're starting talking about the podcast, how you have gamma meals and gamma, gamma, gamma people with gamma perspectives who you don't want to try and dictate their natural rhythms of life, you know, that, that are already unfolding for us and here, you know. It's kind of hilarious to think that we're trying to dictate a lot of these natural rhythms that are just, you know, nature's doing everything for us, you know. Yeah. Um, Earth's already turning up in a way for us, you know, but we try to control that in a way that tries to build me up. I think it, it kind of in a way we like to do that because it kind of gives us this momentary perspective that that we're in control you know but yeah. I've got news for you you're not <laughs> I think it just it's all about just teaching us to laugh at the things that the things that we can't control and to let go of those things and that's why I think it's important to laugh at the gamma males because <laughs> they're just not in a nasty sense but in a sense of just like laugh and know that you know they're, they're just trying to bring you down to, into a into a way of being that's painful and that they're residing in but that's a, something that's a more of a message for myself than anyone else because <laughs> i have a habit of um i used to have a habit of internalizing what people said to us but now it's like just learning to laugh and just 
just be your own person yeah here's here's one right what's the what's the funniest spiritual experience you've ever had whatever that whatever that may funniest be or, or funniest experience you've had in terms of like the work or in terms of like you know being in the in the heat of going through something and something turning up and maybe something gives you that reminder you know it makes you laugh what's the, what's the most interesting thing um i can't think of anything anything massive but what does what does come into my head was yesterday when we're at your dad's house <laughs> i have only like i've only been around your dad like a handful of times and when i went to the bathroom i used the soap dispenser and the soap dispenser just shot right <laughs> it just fired straight at my crotch my crotch <laughs> my crotch region and my pants so it looked like i'd weighed myself basically and i was sitting there and i was thinking right how do i play this <laughs> and i just started laughing because of how silly it was and and how i don't know just how how funny it is to just look look this way and not worry about what other people are going to think so i think that was a lesson for me to just kind of take take life as more of a, a joke yeah. and not to take it so seriously but everything's a spiritual moment i mean having a, a poo is spiritual cleaning up the piss from the compost like that spilled out the compost toilet spiritual and it, it just goes back to what was said before of spirituality is just like giving you the tools to really handle the the broad spectrum of life yeah it's funny because you know like the more that you do start you know like i've said this to you before but you know, the majority of the, the greatest spiritual teachers are all the funniest, you know. Like, look at Alan Watts when he speaks. He's he's hilarious, you know. He's like, Terence McKenna, funny, you know. Yeah. All the greatest, like, shamans and stuff like that, they all understand that the, the hilarious aspect of this place, you know. I think when you go to the furthest points of consciousness, you start, you know, that's the purpose of life. Is you, I think when you find someone someone who's truly enlightened is when, they, when they're laughing at everything. You know, if you can just laugh in the face of adversity or you can laugh in the face of the mind or... You know anything that presents itself in life, life you can still find laughter. I think that's where enlightenment is. You know, I remember years ago on the podcast, I spoke to um, uh, Jay Griffiths, and she one of her greatest memories of her trails was when she was meeting all these tribes, and she said, you know, the the people even when these poverty struck environments, you know, they would still, you would still, um, they would still f- find moments of laughter in every single moment, no matter no matter what situation was. So, you know. I think for for me, maybe you know, maybe enlightenment is also just laughing, you know, laughing, agree, and and playing. Yeah, I think it's it's stepping away from that victim consciousness that that's really really uh, plaguing society right now. It's all about just you know not seeing yourself as a victim, just learning to laugh, even in the you know even the worst things that happen in your life. There's always always a greater lesson or a greater unraveling that comes from it, and just learning to to laugh about it and not take it so seriously because when you when you put a lot of you know if when you take things so seriously it just um it weighs down on you subconsciously i mean an example of this was i had a had a night where i I weed the bed one night i was like i had a water infection i weed the bed and i went into work the next day and i told everyone about it and i laughed about it because not because like i i wanted to tell everyone i just thought it was if I held that inside myself, it might it might cause shame or something. Or I felt like I had, like it was a dirty little secret or something. But I just like you just got to learn to laugh about just stupid things like that. It's like don't take life so seriously. Lost my train of thought. I was going to say something. Yeah, interesting. Two letters. Look. Oh yeah, it's like um, you know the you know the UK you know the UK uh, in between us. So if anyone hasn't obviously out there hasn't seen the in between us, it's basically like a, a UK comedy sketch of like 
four UK based lads who go through all the sort of the teenage stuff and all that and have all these funny experiences, you know, where like one, for example, you know, he's like he's in his bedroom and um, he's got a snorkel on and he's watching porn and, and he's wanking off with and, he's, him. and he's wanking off with he's like masturbating with ham. You know, it's kinda of like all the different things that teenage minds get up to. And there's a there's a funny scenario in that way he says, uh, Gia he's called the main character and he says, Completed it mate. Completed it. He just says completed it everything. Like completed it mate. And it's kinda of like like that scenario, like um seeing like imagine seeing that um you know like to your traumas completed it mate yeah. like imagine like like i could imagine right someone like that meeting you know like the universal one like osiris where you're at the gates and you've got to like you know for example you've got to you've got to you know when they always remember in the american gods when they were standing at the gates and the god turns around and says have you been a good person how do you feel you've been a good person and just imagine like jay from the impenas going completed it mate yeah. and the god from osiris is like you can't complete it you can't you can't complete life he's like trust me I got so good at my traumas that the devil himself <laughs> asked me to be a part of his team. <laughs> it. God himself asked God, God himself asked us um, to to come to the Garden of Eden and and, and worship all the um, and, and sorry and train and train up all the uh, dominions. <laughs> I like that. I think it's yeah. I think it's just taking life with a little bit of pinch of salt and laughing at things. Leave it there. Yeah. Yeah. So we're just about to. It's not long now. We're gonna go. And, pick up a guy who listens to the podcast um so i think that'd be a really cool experience to uh, hang out with a listener that'd be sick won't it yeah i'm looking forward to it. he sounds like a character so i'm really looking yeah. forward to meeting him so yeah, yeah it's gonna be he nice really to is. have food together and then meet up some with some other people later yep anyway wherever you are in the world i uh, hope you're having a great day and also as well just to give you guys a little bit of a heads up um been doing a couple of little um sort of uh, vlogs we've been vlogging a little bit haven't we just of what's going on just to give people a bit of insight behind the scenes and that's going to be on i'm going to be putting that on the on the youtube uh, membership page as well just to give back to people who support the podcast so that'd be cool to see how them videos come out and we actually got laura's um where she had piss all over the floor (laughs) where she literally peed all over the floor i didn't pee all over the floor (laughs) Uh, i'll just leave that there well i'll be the judge of that one i've got it on video so if you want to see it it'll be on the youtube membership page if you want to see laura cleaning up a bit of a piss off the floor (laughs) yeah that'd be funny humiliate me daddy (laughs) (laughs) right anyway peace and love love you all wherever you are in the world Um, if you can't make it to the hangout if you haven't made it to the hangout by the time you listen to this you probably have or haven't made it to the hangout maybe you've made it to the hangout in a different reality or a different dimension who the hell knows maybe we won't make it maybe our bodies are not really there maybe it's our spirit realm maybe it's just maybe by the time we have so many shits in this van Maybe we're just gonna slide all all our slide all way there, or maybe it'll be a piece of shit that turns up with the hangout. Who knows? But anyway, wherever you're in the world, have a great shit. Keep shitting, and um, yeah, that shit stinks, doesn't it? it does. <laughs> <laughs> if anyone listens to this, it'll be like they talked about poo the whole time. <laughs> well, life's full of shit, isn't it? So anyway, enjoy this piece of shit. Peace out. See you later.
you say you like the wind blowing through your hair Come on, roll with me till the sun goes down Texas sun Say you wanna hit the highway while the engine roars Well, come on, roll with me till the sun goes down Texas sun, okay. Texas sun, caressing you from Fort Worth to Amarillo. Well, come on, roll with me to the sun dips low. Texas sun. How does it sound?